It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A lot of conversation this week regarding the NIL status of student-athletes as well as Transfer Portal and how it impacts athletes. I'm going to talk with two guys who have intimate knowledge of this because they were student-athletes until just recently at BYU. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. I always appreciate you making it a part of your routine, no matter when you're listening to listening to it and or watching it on YouTube. Thank you for being an everydayer with us here. I am pleased to welcome in two uh, recently graduated BYU football players. Uh, first off, Alema Pili, my I don't even know how to describe you, Alema, because you played like five different positions at BYU. So I'm just going to say BYU player Alema Pili, my and then also former BYU linebacker Jackson Kafusi. Gentlemen, thank you for taking the time. Of course. Thanks for having us, Jake. Yeah, I appreciate it. Absolutely. So uh, you and I, we were going back and forth on Twitter a little bit. There's been some conversation you guys have been having on social media with regards to NIL and how the transfer portal affects student athletes. You guys are part of this generation that has had the name, image, and likeness opportunities. The transfer portal has been part of your guys' career, at least to a, a part of it. So I'm going to start off with you, Alema, because you were the most vocal on social media. I'm going to start off with you. Why did you feel so passionately about discussing this and obviously and and going out on social media and having that conversation yeah i feel like the narrative that was kind of being portrayed on social media is that um, a lot of the decision to enter the transfer portal is solely based on money and uh, nil status you know and for me i i kind of understand the more nuanced decision making that goes into wanting to leave a school um, and it's much more than just money now, Jackson, you also said, hey, I'd like to hop on, and we were talking about uh, doing this. Uh, wh- kind of what's your perception of how everything's being portrayed right now? Is it similar to what Alema just said? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, you never know what's going to go on. I mean, some people have dreams and aspirations to, to play in the NFL, and you can do that at BYU, of course, as we've seen. Um, but, you know, some people may feel that they the best choice is to go elsewhere, a new, a new scenery, a new new setting for them might be into decision, family, you know, whatever it is. There's a lot of different things that, that play into that factor as well. Now, you guys have had teammates leave the program. You've had guys transfer into the program during your time at BYU. You talk about the fact that there are so many different decisions that go into making that type of a decision. I, don't, I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but bear with me for a moment here. So I'll love this one to you, Alema. When it comes to your career at BYU, uh, you had uh, so many position changes during your time. Was there any point or points during your time at BYU where you did consider potentially leaving? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, ultimately it just came down to me thinking about my football career, mm-hmm. um, what I wanted to accomplish, you know, um, th- there was a little bit of the NIL side kind of playing into it where, you know, we have bills that we got to pay, you know? Um, and so for the longest time, my wife was kind of the one <clears throat> supporting me, um, financially. And so I'm, I'm always grateful to her for that. But yeah, there was definitely times where I'd, when I'd considered it just because um, I wanted to pursue maybe a place that might have given me a better opportunity to play, um, but also helping me to support myself financially. 
Now, Jackson, you've got a very famous last name amongst BYU fans. The Kafusi name resonates with people. You've had cousins play in the NFL. You've had uh, your parent, your dad, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, made it to the pro level. Uh, your older brother, obviously. You have a younger brother currently at BYU. What, did you ever consider potentially making a move? Um, me personally, no. Um, you know, I saw Devin leave. Um, and that was kind of like, dang, like that sucks. Cause you know, we, we want to keep the legacy at BYU. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, I didn't have any, any aspirations to, to make money elsewhere or go anywhere else. Um, you know, I just wanted to make the family proud and, you know, we kind of leave my own mark on, on BYU football. So now I'm going to love this question to both of you. I'll have you answer first limit and then I'll have you answer it. Jackson with regards to NIL during your time at BYU, I think there are people out there thinking the guys are making money hand over fist. Can you give us an idea of how NIL went for both of you for both of you, I guess is what I should say. Sure. So, I mean, from my, from my perspective, um, you know, BYU does have a lot to offer um, in terms of NIL. I mean, look at the the built bar uh, contract that we had. You know, obviously they they paid for a huge chunk of my tuition um, after I had gotten taken off scholarship. So, you know, Nick Greer and Built Bar, like you guys are awesome. I really appreciate them, and that that's just kind of like one of the many things that BYU can provide. Um, now, at the same time it's not going to be the same as it is at, at other schools. You know, that's not like we're signing these huge contracts with players, um, at least not publicly, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, it's a little bit different at BYU where you're coming here more for the experience and for the education. And of course there's going to be some, some things on the side that are going to help you to support yourself, but it's not nearly as, um, not nearly as big as it's going to be at some of these other schools. Your thoughts, Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with Alema. Um, you know, I think when the NAL first happened, we all thought we were getting paid, like, big bucks. Like, yo, we're going to make it. We're going to be rich. Um, but it, it didn't end up happening like that. So I think, you know, with guys coming to the school or guys, you know, looking to leave, BYU is a, is a, an experience in itself. Um, the school, you know, the, the church, it, it's really a, a, a place that's really different from the world. Um, and I think – you know, if you want to recruit guys that will stay at BYU, you're going to recruit BYU guys through and through, people who want to be there. Um, and then, you know, NIL just happens to be a bonus on top of that. Um, does it play a role in recruiting? Absolutely, I think it will. Um, so, you know, that's going to help as well. But for me personally, like I said, it was just it was about legacy and family for me. I wanted to play with Isaiah um, and my little brother as well. So that was that's what it was about for me. Uh, spoiler alert, we're actually going to talk about Built Bar. They're actually one of our big sponsors here on the podcast. We'll talk about it, oh, that no. here in a moment, so we'll have some fun with that, Alema. Uh, I'm excited to get your, in, your your insight on that here in a moment. But uh, one more question before we do talk about that, and it's just regarding uh, when it comes to the perception on the outside, it's speaking of like from the fan perspective, I guess I should say, on the outside looking in, uh, there are people who look at student-athletes in this day and age, and I'm just going to say it up front because I hear about it all the time from listeners of mine. They, they perceive student-athletes at times to be greedy, to be uh, childish, to be selfish with regards to how NIL uh, can impact a student athlete and that type of stuff. What would your retort to be be to that? And I'll, I'll let you start with that, Alema. Sure. And I would say that that's, you know, I'd say that's absolutely wrong. And in most cases, absolutely. You know, um, most of us, especially at BYU, we're husbands, you know, and some of us are fathers. And so there's other factors um, <clears throat> that play into the decisions that we make with football and with NIL. You know, it's not it's not just selfish, you know, greed and wanting to 
build wealth and all these things. It's more just providing for our families, you know. Um, but along with that, I think also like the decision to enter the transfer portal is also one of like uh, the community that you want around you, uh, the supporting cast, you know, coaching staff. And so sometimes you can have differing visions for what you want for your career. And those things can oppose what the coaching staff has for the team. Right. And those are just the business decisions that they have to make. And we respect them obviously, but uh, th- we demand, you know, athletes demand that same respect in return uh, when they make decisions that don't necessarily go align with what the coach or what the fan base wants. Anything to add on that, Jackson? Um, yeah, I just think like, like Alema said, like, you know, there's, there's other factors into, you know, decisions made and, and whatnot. Um, I think that, you know, NIO, you know, really every college athlete, I think, I mean, the reason why we play college football is to, to make it to the league. That's every little kid's dream is to play in the NFL. Um, and so I don't think, you know, money is like a huge, you know, like Alema said, it's, you know, some people, some of us have kids. I have a kid, um, you know, my wife as well. So, um, would it be nice to make, you know, as much money as possible and, you know, set my son up for, you know, college? Like, heck yeah, I would. It's like, it's like the live, the live golf right now, you know, why would you not want to play less golf and make more money kind of thing? Um, the same, the same thing happens with college athletes, you know, to, to some degree. Um, so yeah, that's just my thoughts. Uh, we'll see. As a guy who has got uh, two kids of his own, I, I can totally commiserate with you guys. I actually, I, I've talked to enough of your teammates who are married and have been parents at the same time during my ten plus years covering BYU on a day to day basis. That the, there's a common refrain. You guys have already referred to it. You guys are thinking more about your family than really yourselves, and I think that gets misconstrued at times because BYU, as you mentioned, is it's a different place. It's a unique institution. I, I went to BYU. I, I went through. I wasn't a student athlete and I got more respect for actually for you guys in the football program or any other student athlete at BYU who is married because you guys take on the role of full-time student, full-time athlete. And then also, Hey, by the way, I'm a husband in a, in your case, Jackson, a father. And it's just, it, it's a lot. You guys chew up. You guys have to chew a lot of different things you have to, you have to deal with. All right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's no, absolutely correct. Okay. Uh, so what, I want to I want to expand upon a couple other things with regards to perception of student athletes and how your guys' life is so regimented. We'll get to that in just a moment. But we do need to talk. I already referred to it. Let's talk about Built Bar. Now, Alema, you said that you were taking off scholarships. You were one of the Built Bar athletes who had your tuition paid for by Built Bar from the from the crew over there, Nick Rear and company. How important was that? You already referred to it, but how important was that for you? Oh, life-changing. I mean, obviously, like, you know, for normal students, they leave college with a huge amount of student debt, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, to be able to have that paid off for me was a huge blessing in and of itself because we we left college, you know, with very little student debt. um, And so... You know, that has big implications for my future as like, as I enter the workforce, you know, things that I have to worry about, debt and all those things. Um, so yeah, life changing, like I'll forever be grateful to Nick Greer and, um, and I'll always be a built bar, uh, a built bar customer. So now, now Jackson, I, I, all of the student, all the BYU football players benefited from this uh, scholarship or non-scholarship. How did it impact you? Yeah. I mean, we received a, a check, you know, cause my tuition was already <laughs> paid for. So we received a check. Um, and but like I mean, Kalani mentioned it to us that he wanted to change people's lives and he wanted to, you know, essentially create a locker room where you don't know who's on scholarship. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely think that Bill Bar came in and did that, where you know you you really didn't know who was on scholarship, who wasn't, um, from a playing standpoint. Um, obviously, conversations happen, but 
I mean, like Alema said, like to to be able to graduate debt free from from college is a huge blessing for him and his family. We'll set him up for life. Um, it's just a game changer. So, Well, let me get a, just a quick plug in. If you guys do want to support Built Bar and what they're doing with BYU Athletics and beyond, get to Built.com. Uh, while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-1-5. Get 15% off your order. The best part is if you don't want to wait, you want to get your Built Bars right now, you can start by your local Smiths and or Sam's Club. Pick them up today. Uh, I am a huge fan of Built Bars. I actually got done golfing earlier uh, before I recorded with you guys. Got home. You know what I ate? The first thing I got home? <laughs> Grasshopper cookie flavor. So it's it's one of my personal favorites. So cannot recommend it enough. That's built.com, promo code locked on15. Get enjoy the best tasting protein bars and do it with our friends at Built Bar. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back. Uh, talking uh, with Jackson Kafusi as well as Alema Peely, my right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Thank you once again for making us your first listen today. Thank you for being an everyday right here on Locked On Cougars. Now, gentlemen, I, I want to expand a little bit upon the impact uh, of just trying to balance everything as a student athlete at BYU. You guys went through this experience. You both have recently graduated, so I should say, I guess, publicly, congratulations to both of you on uh, making it through that, getting that paper while being a student athlete. It, there's, it's no small feat. I, I can just I can attest to that because I struggled doing it just as a regular student. So <laughs> it's it's one of those crazy things. But I, I, when it comes to your guys' overall uh, experience at BYU as a student athlete, can you just I guess give BYU fans an idea? And I'll I'll start with you on this one, Jackson. Can you give BYU fans an idea of how hard it is to balance all the different things you have going on in your life? Yeah, it's, I don't even know. It's like a blur thinking back now, but, um, I would say like the, the amount of work that we would put in is like a, it's sure like 40 to 60 plus hours, you know, doing rehab, doing, you know, film study, especially, uh, I know there were nights where I definitely was like, I, I'm not, can't be bothered watching, um, film or doing my homework. I'd rather watch film on the team. Um, so yeah, it's definitely tough. Like, you know, my grades for sure took a hit. I'm not the best student at all anyways. And so, like, it's just tough to manage both football. You know, you got to manage your coach's expectations, your teammates, you know, the scheme, um, upcoming, you know, big games, especially, you know, going into the Big 12. I feel bad for these these new guys um, having to manage that pressure as well. Um, but then you also have, like, you're, you're emailing professors, TAs, like, you, you know, you're doing anything you can just to, you know, stay above the water i guess we you could say alema give me give me your thoughts on that i guess same same thing what was your perception what was your experience like yeah that's exactly what jackson said uh there's just a lot of time management that has to go into being a student athlete um and you know i think one thing i'd like to highlight too is that like a lot of the things that you face at other universities like BYU is not exempt from that from those things you know what I mean Uh, it's very similar you know the the student athlete life is very similar um, in that sense where you have to worry about education performance on the field um, and then you know family life and if you're religious you got to worry about your callings and all those things so uh, there's definitely a lot of things you have to manage 
Um, and I feel like sometimes people think that, you know, BYU, because it's a special place that it's like maybe lessened or it decreases. I don't know what it is. Um, and so like maybe our experience is much different from other student athletes, but from my conversations that I've had, um, with friends who go to other schools, it's very similar. It's just, it's business, man. Football is work for us. Like that's mm-hmm. how we put food on the table. It's how we get, uh, put a roof over our heads, you know? So we got to look at it like that, that it's a, it's a form of income for us. Um, if for those who are on scholarship and then now with NIL, that's kind of playing a big factor too. Absolutely. Now, you referenced it, Jackson. Obviously, the Big 12 era is coming quickly for BYU. Uh, give me a thought. I, I guess I'll have both of you answer this. What, what are your expectations for, for your now former program as they get ready to go into the Power 5 ranks? Oh, man, I, I just hope that they can, you know, do whatever they need to do to, to match the level of play. The Big 12 is, I mean, that's some big boy football right there. So I think, you know, whatever the boys can do to, to match that level of play and you know, I'm, I'm hoping we have a really good season and, and shock the world with, with how we play. Now, Alema, you, you made a you, you put out a post. This I think it was back in like January thereabouts, saying that you plan to run it back for another year. Now, you recently put out another post saying that your time playing football is over. How much of a draw was the chance to potentially play in the Big Twelve in terms of that original announcement? Oh, huge! I mean, uh, being able to play in a conference with such like prestige as like the Big Twelve was definitely kind of it factored into my decision to wanting to stay mm-hmm. and uh, so I did workouts and I, I was able to participate a little bit in spring ball um, but ultimately just came down to you know it, it kind of was a little bit too late for me you know this would have been my last year of eligibility my my fifth fifth year sixth year sixth, my sixth, sixth year you know with with covid years there's no that you, I don't think eligibility exists anymore honestly yeah but. yeah you know so um yeah, that definitely played a factor just and, and along with the coaching staff that was coming on too. like I wish these guys came earlier um, in my career just from my own personal standpoint, because I felt like that would have benefit benefited my football career. Uh, but it didn't. And, you know, play out played out how it played out. But um, I was able to kind of build a relationship with coach uh, Siona, Siona uh, Boha. Mm-hmm. And I think that he's the he's a great guy and perfect guy for the job to manage the D line and to kind of build that that big 12 defense that we're looking for this year. Now, both of you guys are defensive guys. Jackson, you played at linebacker. Lemma, you, you most recently played defensive tackle. You played some defensive end. You even played linebacker and tight end at one point. Like I said, you played a myriad of positions. But both of you guys are primarily defensive guys. I, I, want, you, I want to get both your take. What has been the impact of Jay Hill so far in the program? Let's start off with you, Jackson. Oh, man, his defense is lights out. I mean, I grew up a Utah fan. Mm-hmm. And so watching Utah's defense, like it, it still excites me. I feel like everybody has, you know, everybody can have a highlight in a game. You know, the D-line, the linebackers, safeties, corners, like it's just a lights-out defense, lots of pressures. You know, you never know what you're going to get with, with Jay Hill's defense. And so I, I think it should be really exciting if they can do it correctly and have the right guys in the right spots. Alemi, you, you might already mention Coach Bua, uh, but give me your thought on Coach Hill. He's awesome. He brings a unique energy to the team, I feel like. Um, and it was definitely a change up from the past coaching staff, you know, uh, just in terms of philosophy as well with the defense. I mean, he's all about just messing with that quarterback's head, you know, messing with the offensive coordinator, making them second guess themselves, you know. So it's it's just really interesting being able to, for the small amount of time that I was there with him, like just being able to kind of pick his brain and seeing uh, the philosophical changes that he brought to the defense and how those played out in the scrimmages that we did do. I mean, you looked at the, you look at the spring, uh, the spring ball practices and the, uh, 
the scrimmage that we had. And man, that defense is definitely looking different. You know, um, obviously it's not perfect, but those things are going to get polished up. Well, I, I can attest to that. I, we obviously we as the media core get to watch about I'd say twenty to thirty minutes on any given day of, of practices, and but I can say in my in my short snippets I saw, it seemed like a market just change in overall philosophy, scheme, and that type of stuff. And I, I've known Coach Hill for wow, I don't know how long from his time at Weber State, and just he for for me from my outside perception seemed like a stand up dude, and I could tell the energy level had had absolutely been increased with him coming in. But I, I also wanted to extend the question out to both of you with regards to Kalani. Obviously, he was very, very close to Elisa Tuiak. He was very close to all of his coaches on staff. Uh, but when it came to that change, obviously, it, 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 it was necessary. He, he made that very, very clear. He felt like he needed to make the change. But what is uh, Coach Satake like from a player's perspective? I'll let you answer that one first, Alema. Yeah, he's a passionate guy. Um, and his passion, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Um, and so like in a lot of meetings, you can feel that from him. Um, he's just a guy who's, you know, wants he loves BYU so much, you know, he loves the program, he loves the players. And so he wants to, <clears throat> he wants to help them how he sees fit. And so he's going to do that to the best of his ability. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, you know, he's, He's someone that brings a lot of passion and energy as well. And I think that Jay Hill, his philosophy and his mindset from a defensive standpoint, that that kind of fits with his brand of football. Uh, Jackson, uh, give, uh, anything to add to that? I just kind of want to get your thought because you, you mentioned your last name's Kafusi, so it's been synonymous with BYU. But what does a guy like Coach Satake mean to you in BYU football? Yeah, I mean, Coach Satake, he, he would tell us all the time that him and, him and Tuiaki as well um, – you know, they would show up outside the games at Lavelle Edwards Stadium and, you know, they'd wait to get in and then they'd get in at halftime, you know what I mean? So <laughs> to have a, a kid grow up and then become the coach of BYU, like that's something special for, for Coach Sataki. And he, he he coaches like that, right? He coaches like he's a, a BYU fan through and through. Um, he wants the best for the program, wants the best for all of the guys. Um, and you can just feel that in the locker room. Do you guys have a, a, I guess, a, a fun story about that? You talk about the passion he has. Do you guys have like any any like quick story you can tell about that passion that might get lend some insight into that? Oh man, just the dancing. Just... I think just the <laughs> okay. dancing. Like I mean, twenty twenty, that was probably the funnest year of football. And we had no fans, but literally every win we had. I mean, it was eleven win season. Uh-huh. We went into the locker room and we danced. Like it didn't it didn't like matter if you could dance or not. We, we were just bringing that energy, and you know I think that reflects a lot of Kalani's personality. Anything, Alema? Yeah, there, I mean, there was a few games this past season where um, before we had gotten ready to travel, uh, we had like a karaoke like sing-off like, okay. as a team. And so, you know, you have these guys who have horrible voices, by the way, just absolutely atrocious singing voices, you know, um, you know, singing some pretty silly songs. But, uh, you know, those those things just kind of highlight the passion and love that Kalani has. And he wants to inspire that out of his players as well. You know, he's not perfect by any means, but, you know, it's not because of his lack of desire or passion or love for the team, you know. Uh, okay, I, real quick, before we, we hit another ad here real quick, who is the best uh, singer in terms of the coaching staff? If that makes sense. Who's got the best voice in, amongst the coaches? Do any of them have a good voice? Oh man, it's hard. That's a tough one because they're all horrible, to be honest. <laughs> I think Coach Ed. I think Coach Lamb was in a band. Okay, I think he's like kind of decent. 
All right. Well, well, I guess we'll we'll, um, we'll let we'll let Coach Lamb win it. Uh, obviously, the new uh, head coach <laughs> at Northern Colorado. He he, uh, a former BYU a special teams coordinator, obviously associate head coach. All right. I, I want to finish up and just talk a little bit about both your guys' time at BYU and just uh, how everything played out. How you guys now perceive your career now looking back on it. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Real quick, a word on a good friend of ours, one of our local sponsors here, and you'll like this one, Jackson. Uh, Perry Homes. Whether you're looking for your first home, you're ready to upgrade to your dream home. Perry Homes has a house for you. For 50 years, Perry Homes has been Utah's premier home builder with communities throughout the state. They have many communities, home designs, and price points to help meet your needs. They have beautiful communities in Davis, Salt Lake, Tooele, and Utah counties, as well as multiple communities in Washington County near St. George if you want to get down to Red Rock Country. Perry Homes offers you over 50 unique home designs as well. Ramblers, two stories, and townhomes, and everything in between. They even have quick moving homes available right now if you're ready to move. And the best part is they're offering generous financing incentives for their preferred lender as well. So visit PerryHomesUtah.com to see what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. That's PerryHomesUtah.com. For 50 years, Utah has been coming home to Perry Homes. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day. And by the way, uh, a big thank you to both you, Alema, and Jackson for doing this. It's fun to catch up with you. I'm hoping we can do this more often moving forward. But uh, now as we get close to wrapping things up here, I, I want to get your guys' thoughts. Obviously, when you get to BYU, and even when you commit, I guess I should say, you have stars in your eyes. You mentioned already earlier that everybody has the dream of making it to the NFL. Trust me, I had a dream of making it uh, to play for the San Francisco 49ers. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that Niners cap hanging up on my wall. My dream growing up, I had two dreams. Either I was going to be Tiger Woods like on the PGA Tour, or I was going to play tight end for the San Francisco 49ers. I now work in sports media, but hey, you know what? Uh, I think all of us have that dream at some point. How, how is your perception, I'll start with you on this one, Alema, how is your perception of BYU and your time there now versus what it was when you were the 17-year-old kid who was committing to play for the Cougars? Yeah, I think... Um... As a recruit, you know, you hold these schools in such high regard. Um, you think of them as like almost like these mythical places, you know, like, oh, man, like I want to go to BYU. I want to have like the college experience. I want to be able to, you know, ultimately get married someday, um, <clears throat> make lots of money, blah, blah, all those things, um, and, and be a football star on top of that, you know. Um, but I think that as I got here, you start to realize kind of the the reality check of, you know, these things demand work. These things demand um a lot of time and effort, you know, you got to put those things in in order to be successful in them. Um, and along, you got to navigate some other things like uh, politics and, um, you know, some decisions that you don't necessarily agree with, you know, and those things are, are not unique to just BYU. Those things are found all across, you know, all across the country at different schools, you know. So I think for me, you know, there may have been some different decisions that I would have done differently um, with in terms of just like looking at my career, because obviously I love BYU. I love what we represent and the mission of BYU. But um, and I'm, I'm glad that I found my wife here as well and that we've been able to build our, our life here. But in terms of just football career, like just straight X's and O's, um, there are some decisions I would have made differently. 
Jackson, what are you? What like I said, the, what what's your perception now, looking back versus when you did commit as part of the that, that famed Kafusi clan? Yeah, I think you know, coming out of high school, I I loved watching you know Kyle Vannoy and Alani Fula, and I really wanted to be like those guys. Um, it didn't really pan out that way for me, um, you know. But I I try to you know live and play without any regrets, and you know my whole. I I'd had some few a few injuries mm-hmm. um, leading up to my senior year, but I um, I went into this year, you know, with the attitude of like, you know, you know, it is what it is, and you know, let's let's have a good attitude, and let's give it everything we have, and so I felt like I I ended my career giving everything I had, um, regardless of you know starts or you know tackles or playing time, whatever it was, I really felt that I had given everything, so. Uh, real quick, Jackson, how good is your younger brother going to be in a BYU uniform, in your opinion? Oh, he's he's way better than me. And <laughs> Isaiah, Isaiah a was a baller. really good, really good linebacker, really smart linebacker. Um, I think Micah's, you know, twice the athlete. Both me and Isaiah ever were. So now there's I another. Think he'll do really well. Now there's another Kafusi Ace. Is that also a cousin? Yeah, Ace is a cousin as well. He's he's they're a ball. Related, him, and, man. him and Micah are they should have been brothers because they're talent wise they're similar, body okay. type they're similar. So I I wish them the best. Well, I'm fond of saying this, and Lemma, I I'll have you chime in on this. I am fond of saying as long as there is a Kafusi out there for the BYU football program to get, they should never lose out on that. <laughs> Absolutely, those are easy grabs just because of the legacy, and you know, I mean, they they know what BYU brings to them, and it brings them so much more than just football. So. Well, that's awesome. Well, hey, gentlemen, like I said, I really appreciate you guys carving out some time to hop on the podcast. It was good to have you guys on. Like I said, uh, you have a welcome, open invite. Anytime you want to hop on, talk anything BYU, you want to talk about a game, you want to react to something going on in on social media, would love to have you back on the show. But a big thank you to both of you. Real quick, uh, let people know where you graduated from, and I guess also second to that, where they can find you on social media if they want to reach out. Sure thing. Uh, are you talking about like our degrees? Yeah, your degree. Are... Where did you gra- you graduate in? Sure. So I graduated in family studies from the School of Family Life. And uh, my social medias are, let's see, on Instagram, it's Alema underscore Pilimai. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll also be starting a podcast soon, too, just for like friends and sure. entertainment, you know, to talk about football, but also our experiences. So you guys uh, stay tuned for that as well. Jackson? Yeah, I uh, graduated from, you know, construction management program at BYU. And mm-hmm. so hoping to build some houses. So let me know if you guys need houses built. Um, but you can find me at, on Instagram and Twitter at Jax Kafusi. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, thank you once again for carving out some time. We'll do this again soon, all right? Sweet. Thank you so much, Jake. Appreciate it. Thanks. There you go, Jackson Kafusi and Alema Pili. My big thank you to them, and thank you to all of you for tuning in. We are going to wrap things up here. Have, hope you guys have a fantastic day. Uh, make sure you follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. You can find my personal Twitter feed. I'll pop up my overlay one more time, Jacob C. Hatch, if you want to check that out on Twitter as well. Until next time, thanks again for tuning in. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.